Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall talk about the seven dimensions of the cosmos, discover how they emerged, and explain the framework of each one's function within creation. Please take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. The nature of the all has been the subject of unaccountable studies since the beginning of incarnated consciousness. Humankind has endeavored through all available means of each era to discover and understand both visible and invisible forces that function to bring about the universe in which we find ourselves. Esoteric tradition maintains that there is one principle the absolute being or beingness from which all life emanates and to which all life shall return at the end of each cycle of existence, of which there are many. Madame H. P. Blavatsky has distilled in her theosophical writings three postulates that gather together all that we can conclude about that life, that principle, that remains a mystery for as long as we remain within the plane of consciousness. The first axiom says that there is a one principle, the absolute, from which all life is issued and to which all life shall return at the end of their cycle of existence. The second one tells us that there is a fundamental law of periodicity, the enactment of which creates the ebb and flow in everything. And the third one says that the soul is identical with the oversoul, that each unit is identical to that whole of which it is a part. We expand on each axiom in our episode 3, The Three Axioms. For the purposes of this episode, we will revisit the first postulate that says that there is a one principle, the absolute, beyond all conditioned existence, beyond any manifestations, either physical or otherwise. It is omnipresent, eternal, boundless and immutable. As such, that principle, the absolute, is beyond conception for as long as our consciousness has not matched with it. Consciousness by itself is limitation in relation to it. It is limited and limiting, immersed in conditions and attributes, while it remains absolute in all ways. When, according to cosmic law, the time comes for manifestation to spring forth. The Absolute separates itself into a female and male aspect. The female principle becomes space and matter in the most abstract of sense. The male principle becomes that spark which will impregnate the sea of space and create life. The female aspect then is the passive vessel and the male becomes the active spark 
that will impregnate space. Their union, the union of these two primary principles in their abstract condition as the two aspects of the Absolute, will give birth to the first manifestation that comes into existence, God, in the image and likeness of the Absolute Beingness, the first Logos. The unmanifested Absolute is to the manifested God what an idea is to its actualization. The manifested, the offspring, consolidates the abstract hyperconsciousness that is the parent. The offspring then, the manifested absolute, will keep creating in the image and likeness of its parents. It will separate itself in female and male aspects, now less abstract than before, and make of the female the plain and material through which countless universes will come into existence the canvas for all life to unfold, and it makes of its male principle spirit, that which will inform space and matter of the forms to be created and infuse them with life. This union brings about the creation of the universe, banging it into existence. This union gives birth to all dimensions, all planes, all vessels, and all consciousnesses that will live through these forms. From the most abstract of planes and all entities that embody the principles in nature, all forms, all beings, all planets and stars come into existence. And while the offspring remains omnipresent, eternal, boundless and immutable in relation to the universe that it will manifest within itself, it is still limited in relation to the unmanifested. In the infinite duration of the Absolute Beingness comes a time for creation to re-emerge out of the silence, out of the darkness of dreamless sleep. Life reawakens. The parent, the Absolute Beingness, separates itself into the female and male aspects, and the union of these aspects produces the offspring, the manifestation of the Absolute. The offspring then repeats this process and creates within it the universe. But before a consciousness may spring forth into existence, it needs a vessel to contain it, a body, a form. The first necessity then, is the manifestation of that plane within which life can unfold and material out of which the forms will be produced. The female principle then, space and matter, spans out within the manifested absolute and according to the instructions of the male principle, differentiates itself into vibrating frequencies that consolidate into matter, both visible and invisible from the highest and most refined to the densest physical matter. These different frequencies of matter or energy create the different worlds and dimensions within which all life can exist. And we can distinguish these worlds into seven dimensions, each with different attributes and roles in the drama of creation. Let us shed some light on each one. The first one 
is the logoic level, that dimension within which the manifested absolute exists as it is, still unbound, still unlimited, without attributes or restrictions in time and space. The Logos here is aware only of itself in a state of mystery that individualized consciousnesses cannot hope to comprehend. The second dimension is that of the monad, the plane where individualized consciousnesses are born. These consciousnesses will later descend into the worlds below them, clothe themselves with matter from all corresponding dimensions until they incarnate on Earth and populate the planet. The monads or each individualized consciousness on this level are still in oneness with their progenitor, as sparks are connected with the fire that is spirit, aware only of themselves as part of that spirit and the all. This is our innermost plane, our highest individualized spirit. This is the plane we will come to be aware of through myriads of lifetimes, the destination at the end of the path of our personal development, which is the same for everyone, when during our introspection we see spirit and the monad as our one, only true nature. When our time comes, and it will, when we completely shed all bodies from the lower dimensions, our consciousness, aware only of itself in this plane, rests in infinite bliss. Until that time comes when we are reabsorbed into the Logos and become one with the fire at the end of this cycle of existence. Keep in mind that this level of consciousness is always there, even when we are incarnated. The monad does not remove itself from this dimension to live on Earth, but merely expands its reach downwards into the levels of manifestation. Imagine a pillar of light beginning at abstract spirit, the planar state of being conscious while immersed in oneness and extending into physical matter, passing through all the increasingly dense dimensions to connect with the lowest one, the one we find ourselves in at the present moment. That pillar is always there, connecting all expressions of the monad's life throughout all dimensions between them. This monadic level has three aspects. The first one is will. The second is love and wisdom. The third is intelligence. These three aspects will be projected downwards, each manifesting itself in the dimensions that follow this one. The third dimension is called the Atmic, the plane of the Atma. Atma is the manifestation of the monad and universal spirit. It is analogous to the relationship between the unmanifested and manifested absolute. This is the manifestation of will, as that divine power of intention that pushes all monads into existence in the lower worlds, only to re-emerge as conscious gods. In the world of physical matter and man, this will to be is expressed as our instinct to survive, our inner will 
for the continuation of our existence. The fourth dimension is the buddhic. This is the universal soul, the manifestation of wisdom and love, and the vessel for Atma to exist in the energy of wisdom and love as wisdom in practice, and experience these aspects of the monad. This plane is in a sense a higher counterpart to the astral or emotional planes of man, and it is our path to reflect this pure love and carry it out on earth through our own emotional aspects. The fifth plane is that of manas, or the mental dimension of intelligence. We separate the mental dimension in higher and lower aspect. The higher one is the manifestation of the monad's intelligence, where abstract ideas, symbols and principles take form before they manifest down into the realms of men. This is why another name for this plane is causal, because through it the ideas emanate and materialize. This plane is also the intermediary between the higher worlds, those of spirit and soul, and the personality, where many in our era, once they have developed their bodies and chakras, can come in contact with their higher aspects. The lower aspect of the mental dimension concerns the denser thoughts and thought processes produced by incarnated humans. It is a world shaped by the collective mental activity of our world. Similarly, the sixth dimension, the astral, is the world of emotions. While awake, we experience this aspect of ours in the body through our corresponding chakras. But when asleep, for the duration of our dreams, our consciousness lives in this world made of the fluid energy and material of feelings, from the grossest to the most beautiful and refined. And the seventh dimension is the physical one, separated into the solid world of physical matter and the etheric counterpart, the structure of this world upon which matter will gather to manifest all forms. Each of these dimensions is populated by consciousnesses whose pilgrimage to self-development and realization in the previous cycles of existence has allowed them to incarnate and live in that dimension that corresponds to their level of development according to karmic law and the role they will carry out in this cycle. We have the seven dimensions then, the different planes that the manifested absolute created for all life to unfold. The logoic, monadic, atmic, buddhic, manasic, astral and physical, each with its own role, attributes and nature. Through them, all consciousnesses can live and thrive, develop, grow and manifest their own divine principles until they fully embody and carry out their true nature and become incarnated gods before returning to fuse with the Logos once more. These seven dimensions 
are similar to the bodies of man, the central points of each one being the chakras in our physical body. Mind you, not all our chakras correspond directly to these dimensions, but the way they function and the role they carry out in the microcosmic existence of our level is analogous to the macrocosmic processes of the creation of the all. It is the hermetic, as above, so below, as within, so without. Men themselves are multi-leveled, with physical, emotional, mental and spiritual aspects. Learning about our true nature through the chakras, the map for our consciousness, and coming in contact with our innermost divine attributes does give us a glimpse of esoteric reality, the wells and dimensions beyond the physical cosmos. And our development, the transmutation of the personality, begins in the now, with every new breath. And we work on ourselves by first working on our skill for awareness, the capacity for observation, and thereby by taking care of what we find. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance along your path and be honest with yourselves, for all that we find within us and subsequently understand will be one more step on our path towards the development of our personality, the vessel for the soul to express itself through. So, now, focus on the present moment this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. With your intention, Visualize a pillar of light at the crown of the head, expanding upwards through all dimensions of being. Imagine how these worlds may be as the pillar of light passes through them one by one. The emotional plane, the mental, the buddhic dimension of wisdom and love, and the atmic level of will. All these aspects are parts of our individualized consciousness, the same consciousness that expands from the level of the monad and goes through all planes and anchors itself in the physical world and our physical bodies. Take a deep breath, observing the sensations in your body bringing your awareness back to the present moment, to what you find within you and all around you. Allow yourselves to stay aware of our multi-leveled existence as you take one more deep breath and carry on with your daily life in your present moment. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show 
by following, sharing it with like-minded people, or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you and enjoy your present.